I'm making an executive decision. Uh oh. We're moving into the summer. I think this summer we're gonna cover just summer movies. Summer movies slash kids in danger. Sweep the lick. You have a problem with that. Welcome to the Project Gen X Retro Summer Series 2022. Sarah, beware. I have been generous up until now, but I can be cruel. Starting in May and ending in August, we will review the summer movies from our youth that include Tron. I still don't understand why you want to break into the system. Because, man, somewhere in one of these memories is the evidence. If I got in far enough, I could reconstruct it. Adventures in babysitting. Don't fuck with the babysitter. The Goonies. Don't say that. Never say that. Goonies never say die. Back to the future. Whoa, this is heavy. There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? What? And so much more. We talked into the night. The kind of talk that seemed important until you discover girls. If I can only have one food for the rest of my life, that's easy. Pass. Cherry flavor pass. Along the way, we will also sprinkle in some non-movie goodness that will remind us what it was like to be a kid when the socks were high, the shorts were extra short, and there wasn't a cell phone to be seen. E.T. phone home. E.T. phone home. Who wants to call somebody? So sit back and join Big Dave, Barry, and myself, Alan Smith, to relive the magic of the 80s and the retro summer. So, welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, and along I'm with Barry. And today we have a very special guest whom you have heard their name many several times, times on many here. times. Uh, this week we are joined by the infamous Amy. Hey y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have to coax her a little bit. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> she's a rookie at this, folks. Be kind. It's all right. Hey, believe me, <laughs> you're going to be a little timid, and then all been like midway through this thing, you're going to be like, "All right, here we go." Uh, <laughs> so she's going to be telling us both to shut the hell up. You know. I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? We're doing. We're, what are we doing? We're covering this time. We're covering oh, Space Camp. We're covering a very, very special okay. movie, and there's all the. Right. This is the main reason why I pulled in the infamous Amy on this one. Sweetie, do you want to tell them about this movie? Go ahead and tell them what we're doing. And you can hear Lola in the background. Yes, so it's <laughs> we're talking about Space Camp. Get in the microphone. Yep. Stay in the microphone. There you go. We're there talking go. about Space Camp. Yes. The ninth. Why are we talking about Space Camp? <laughs> because it's my favorite movie of all time. It's also one of your favorite things of all time. I went to Space Camp. Barry went to Space Camp. I did not go to Space Camp. Yeah. I wanted to, but I never did. You missed the memo. Yeah. <laughs> Barry and I went to Space Camp about a month apart, the same year when we were kids. And we didn't know <laughs> We just this. barely missed each yeah. other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if ever there was proof that you're in the right place at the right time with yeah. the right person, by God, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I, I understand that. All right, well, that. let's go over the specs on this thing. All right. This is one of my favorite movies, and I know it's one of Amy's, too, and I think you're on board, too, but it doesn't oh, really matter. This I, is our guys. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, hey, this was, even, this was already in the works yes. before I declared 
that we were going to do retro summer. We Absolutely. already we already talked about. I oh, will do space camp. We'll do you know, and then it just all fell into. The, <laughs> oh yeah, no, this is a perfect kids in danger movie. So, so. <laughs> I would agree. All right. Agree. So here's what we got. Uh, space camp again uh, released. June 6th uh, in 1986. Mm-hmm. That may sound a familiar date. Yeah, 666, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into that a little bit later, too. Uh, it's directed by uh, Henry Winner, or Weiner, or Wiener, however you want to pronounce his last name. I don't know. That would be Wiener. Is it Wiener? Wiener. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, Amy knows the Wiener. Amy's a fan of the Wiener. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, We're not even two minutes in. You're already... <laughs> what? All right. Um, written and produced by Patrick Bailey. We'll go over the cast here in just a moment. Uh, the score by John Williams. John Williams, yes. yes. And I looked up the soundtrack to mm-hmm. see if, like, any of the the other music. No, it's all John Williams. Yeah, that's all it is. So. That's. I mean, and honestly, what more do you need at I that know. point? Um, so we've got. They actually used a lot of cool music in the the film that's itself, true. but it didn't make the soundtrack probably for. You know, whatever licensing reasons or something, you know, Um, there's a lot of background music that was used on it. But uh, unfortunately, on the official soundtrack that was not there, Uh, but it was produced by ABC Motion Pictures, which means it was a 20th 20th Century Fox. Um, Original budget on this thing was it really just depends on where you look, because some places claim 18 million, some claim 25, 26 million. Um, it didn't do so well in the box office. In fact, it only made about nine mil. Just, so, just south of ten. Yeah, just south of ten on it. But it, it's there, there's there are reasons. There are definite reasons for uh, the the box office not doing quite so well. I mean, if you're going to launch a movie, huh? <laughs> launch. I like that. <laughs> uh, that was funny. If you're going to launch a movie about sending kids up into space by accident, merely four months kind of. after the teacher in space incident. Well, it, yeah, it, it, that I mean, was that's true. That's true. That yeah, was shortly right. after after the Challenger. Yeah, it was in January. January right. 26, 1986 was when the Challenger kind of went boom. Kind of. And um, yeah, they had this slated for a summer release and they're going to be, you know, that was the big thing is the big push. And then when that went south, it was kind of like you really don't have anywhere to go on that. Now you're kind of stuck with the idea. But uh, we'll go over to cast really quick because this cast, to to coin a phrase from, from my man Alan over here, it is a murderer's row. It, it, it really, uh, of, the longer I watch this movie, the more it's like, oh, I recognize that. Oh person. yeah, I remember oh, this I guy. recognize oh, that person. Oh my person. gosh, yeah, it was crazy. Um, so first off, Kate Capshaw, also known as Mrs. Mrs. Steven Spielberg, Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, played Andy Bergstrom. Um, she was kind of the the main. And I will say this: mm-hmm. she did an all right Texas accent. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like. I've heard some Vanderbeek. Okay. Yeah. yeah all right. <laughs> I don't want your life. You know. Exactly. But uh, and for those of you that don't know who we're talking about, she was also uh, Willy Willy in um, Indiana Jones, Jones and Temple, group, or yeah, the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Which is where her and Spielberg met. Yes. So yeah. Uh, Tom Skerritt. Mr. Tom Skerritt, who is like Mr. Late 70s all through the 80s. He yes. was in Top Gun. Oh. He was in Singles. He was in uh, uh, he was in movies. Poison Ivy. Yes. Uh, he was in Contact. He was he in, con- in Yes, ast- he was in Contact. Astronaut in Contact. Um, dude, what, uh, he was in The Parent Trap 2. Yes. Yes, 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 <laughs> I remember yes, yes. this. He uh, was a love interest. He, he was, was the in one MASH. That they were trying, he was in MASH. You yeah. know? 
He was in the original, the, the, the movie production of MASH, but uh, he plays Zach Bergstrom, who's kind of the, the head of Space Camp and uh, uh, Andy's husband. Steel Magnolias. He was an alien. Oh, he, he was I, an alien. How do we forget yes. he was an alien? <laughs> he was the husband and Steel, well, you know, the daddy. Right. Daddy husband and Steel Magnolia. It's the one that peed in the sink and shot the Magnolia bush. And- right. <laughs> How did we forget he was an alien? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Leah Thompson. Oh, uh, what wasn't she? In, oh my in gosh! The well, 80s, and I and I know? have to. I've got to go back and look at the actual dates. If she had just finished Back to the Future, if she was just about to do Back. No, to the No, Back to the this. Future came out the previous year. Okay, so it she came out in just finished so this on that was one. So filmed in the summer of '85. But she had been in Red Dawn. Yes. Two years prior to this. Yes. Oh, I can't stand that movie. And it's <laughs> a good thing you weren't on our... our <laughs> <laughs> um, Tate Donovan. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Leah Thompson played Kathleen Fairley. Who Catherine. Is, yes. She is... Um, she's the one that's so gung-ho about, you know, flight and space camp. Wants to be... Oh, the the Howard first the duck. Being, How do we forget she oh, was yeah, Howard the Duck? Of course. I mean, come on. Uh, but she just wanted to be... Was the first... Um, Female, female pilot. No, not the pilot. Shuttle commander. Shuttle commander. Shuttle commander. First female shuttle commander. Uh, Tate Donovan. Again, another... Or, hey, it's that guy. Oh, wait. Tate Donovan was in this. He was in Love Potion number nine. Yes. He was in the, o- the OC. He was the voice of Hercules. He was the voice of Hercules. Yes, he was. Tate Donovan was... like He was one of those at this in this era. Mm-hmm. They were really trying to make him... Like the next, the next, guy. you know it, yeah, and uh, he always played the rich kid that was jerky, but had like that underlying usually, yeah, sense of kinda. Uh, of uh, the sympathy and the big-hearted rich kid, you know. But he plays uh, Hideo Takamini, yes, uh, <laughs> or Kevin Don- Donaldson. Donaldson. Yeah, <laughs> you'll get that joke later on. Actually, look Kevin at Donaldson. Hideo Takamini's um, name, character, or person that played Hideo Takamini. His name is like, you know, like Ken. Black or something. Yeah, it's like some that. some common name, but uh, I'm trying actually. Trying Larry to B. Up. Scott. Scott Holcomb is his yeah. name. Scott Holcomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> very very Anglo name. Oh, so. very <laughs> much so for a not very Anglo guy. Um, but Larry B. Scott played Rudy Tyler. Okay. Rudy Tyler, babe. Rudy's the best on yes. the RMS. Absolutely. He was in Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Karate Kid. Yes. Um, uh, Iron Eagle. I, yeah, I was just Iron Eagle. Yeah. He, he wanted to have also the first in something we already covered. Yes. He was in uh, War Games. Yes, he was, he was. for a very, very, very short amount of time. Very small window, it. but he was in it. I noticed that. I was like, "Oh, dude, that's uh, yeah." So, uh huh. So the next one, Kelly Preston or uh, Mrs. Mrs. John Travolta. John Travolta. So, <laughs> uh, she was in Jerry Maguire. She was in For the Love of the Game. She was, you know, a ton, a ton, a ton. More of movies. importantly, yes, she was in Battlefield Earth. Oh God. So- <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me for bringing that back up? But she uh, plays. She was also in View from the Top. Did you ever? Is that see a that? religious yes. obligation? What to bring up? I, I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I got no love for the but Scientologists. She, she here, played so. uh, Trish, and I'm going to pronounce this right. Ambrose. Yes. Which is like one of the most foofy names I've ever heard, but it's still awesome. It matches her hair, makeup, and earrings. Yes. So. <laughs> uh, the character of Max Graham was played by an actor, a very well-known actor now, but not at the time, by the Leif, Leif Phoenix. It's Leif Phoenix. Leif Phoenix. Leif Phoenix. But you know him better as Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. Um, and every once in a while, he has that look where it's yeah, like, oh, that, there it is. Yep. There it is. You see it coming. You There's a joke coming. right mm-hmm. there. You know, it's, it's, and the one that, uh, that I know is going to hit you in a very special place in your heart, um, playing the voice of Jinx, was... Frank's well, uh, Frank, Frank Welker, Welker. Mm-hmm. 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 also known as Fred from Scooby Doo. Yep. Or more importantly, 
Megatron. Yes. He played Megatron in the Transformers movie. Now, and, one uh, small role mm-hmm. that I did not realize, until, again, this is one of those I'm watching, I'm like, I did not realize who was in it. Terry O'Quinn. Yes. Is in this. He plays, uh, the, he's a launch director. He was never given yeah, a Yeah, just a name. very, very As small soon as role. I heard his name, or his but, voice, I was like, oh, it's Terry O'Quinn. That's yeah. Terry O'Quinn. Just <laughs> and, and again, you'll see a ton of people in this movie that oh, yeah. you know, later went on to do a lot of like background acting roles. But these are the big heavy hitters. These are the main cast on it. And uh, honestly, just looking at this alone in the movies that these people have produced afterwards, it's ridiculous. How did they get this cast going? Well, a lot of them were young. They had a lot to do with it. And they got stuck into a movie that, you know, they thought was going to take six weeks and ended up taking four months to make. Oh, wow. Actually, they had planned five weeks, took six months. They all had, like, T-shirts made up from themselves that said Space Cramp because it was taking so long. Yeah, it's not just a job. It's a lifestyle. I read about that. (laughs) You guys did way more interesting. I I just watched the damn movie. That's all I did. (laughs) Well, Leah Thompson's done a lot of interviews about this movie. Right. And and that was one of the ones when she was talking about the making of it. They were miserable making this movie. Um, but uh, one I the, like that it's supposed to be at Kennedy Space Center, but, but it's actually it's like in Huntsville, in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. Now, for the space shuttle stuff, they mm-hmm. had to have shot at Kennedy. Yes. I mean that's yeah. you know, well, a lot of the shuttle stuff you saw was was stock stock footage, footage right? But because yeah. uh, I think there's even one of the shots that's it's not Discovery, it's uh, Columbia. Right. I think it is. It's actually landing. That was actually a Challenger night landing. That was oh, was it Challenger? Okay, okay. I knew it was. I knew it was one of the actual right. T- you know the ones that was actually used before it's the landing but um um all right we're ready to get into the plot kids because there's a lot to unpack give a uh a synopsis of the plot oh i have a synopsis of the plot you know this yep so the whole thing is based around space camp and for those of you that don't really understand what that is amy you want to give us a little bit of an enlightenment on on what space camp actually is it's nerdvana (laughs) It's, it's a camp um, for kids, and well, at that point, I think it was just mainly for kids. It they really was, didn't yeah. have like adult stuff, but um, for um, people interested in the space program, science, computers, things like that. Yep. Um, and you sleep. It's a sleepaway camp. It's not like a day camp. So you go there and you stay. Mm-hmm. And it's like a week long, and yeah, like yeah. five days or something. It's a know, week. Like, yeah. yeah. But I, I just. And, and we'll get into our experiences on space camp later on after Mainly this, but. you're not trained by former astronauts. No. However, there are alumna of space camp that have actually gone up in space and actually worked on the space uh, ISS. Mm-hmm. But and, and going to be college kids that have, right. you know, yeah, been with, trained to teach you how to do this spacey stuff. Well, and in this movie, they, they kind of set the age a little older. Normally, space camp starts, I think, at what, 12 I think I saw. Yeah, I think I saw online that they have like an eight to eleven, and then twelve to fifteen. I seem to remember around ten years old being like, "Oh, I'm old enough." It was around that time, and and in this movie, pretty much everybody was high school age, right? Except I was eleven. Except except for Max. Except for Max. I was eleven when I went, and I was twelve. So, but um, it all starts off in this, and uh, supposed to be Kennedy Case, uh, Kennedy Space Center but it's really Huntsville, um, that they're going to be doing three weeks of training to learn kind of the ins and outs of NASA and how you know everybody on the shuttle has different jobs and what their jobs are, so they all get assigned this job. And um, they're with Catherine, Kevin, Rudy, and Tish, they kind of all formed their own team uh, with Max. Well, they were all assigned. They were, they were assigned, assigned a specific uh, team. The color team. Uh, yeah, blue team. They were blue team, yeah. 
Because originally uh, Kevin was yellow. Yellow team. Yeah. And he, he met or he saw um, Andy, who later is, she is actually one that is an astronaut. Um, I want to say she was. Uh, She's a pilot. She was a pilot and an astronaut, but she's never flown she's the never shuttle. Flown the shuttle. She she had just been denied a, another uh, yeah, she, mission. Yeah. Like she had not been accepted to a mission, which is like the second or third time that right. it happened. You know, and because she lost that job, she met uh, Zach. Before we get into this, that, that was going to go. Yep. Okay, so in the very first opening of the movie. We'll have to put that on our Discord. Or oh something. yeah, so it's going. Amy's up. got the infamous Amy has a picture of her in her space camp jumpsuit, which is awesome. Um, in the very first shot of this movie, we see a young Amy watching <laughs> Amy. <laughs> well, sorry, Andy. We see a young Andy watching John Glenn orbit the Earth. Which and he winks at her. Was what sixty three? Glenn's 64. orbit was um, mid sixties. It's, it's early to mid sixties. Yeah. yeah. And she looks to be about, what, 8, 9, 10 years old? Something like that. So you fast forward 20 years, this puts her in her very early 30s. Mm -hmm. Late 20s, very early 30s, depending on on when this happened. Right. Tom Skerritt is very obviously in his mid-50s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That wasn't awkward at all. Well, on that was of one of the first things that I I was like, oh, there is a big. I know there. I know that especially in these types of movies at, at this time, mm-hmm. adults were just adults. It didn't matter. You know, they didn't. You never really talked about how old right. they really were. But in that, I was like, I started doing the math immediately. I was like, oh yeah, there's a big age gap here. Oh so. yeah. Why does Dad have another family? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I guess it was the time. You know, this is. <laughs> so so they get in. They they form this, and Andy kind of gets suckered into being their leader. Well, in the process, as you mentioned, one of the members of that team was supposed to be a guy named Hideo Takamini. Yes. And we see for about half a second. Yeah, exactly. In line right. with a bunch of other people where Kevin swipe or they basically switches name badges right. with him and he holds it up and she, because he saw um he Catherine. saw Catherine and wanted yeah. to 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 get to know her better, shall yes. we say. Yeah. Fact yeah. checked. Yes. And um there is a strong twenty years between Andy and Zach. Oh hey. yeah. Hey. I, that, exactly. I, I have no doubt. I'm that, telling you. At that, least that that he must He's been landing his shuttle for two decades. <laughs> that mustache alone was twenty years older than her. But so there's a whole scene where he you know, Andy calls him out and says, Hideo Takami he goes, Well it's actually pronounced Kevin Donaldson. Right. She's like, I don't have a Donaldson. Well you do now. Yeah. So Which that would have never flown. Absolutely. No pun intended. So, <laughs> so they, they go through their training in this and they're they're starting the whole process of getting assigned different crew mm-hmm. or different positions and stuff and and uh want to just have you pause for a moment because sure. we were talking about teams and in the movie they assign you colors right which is a very easy way to just have a team but mm-hmm. in our day our teams were assigned by company so for instance you could be on the coca-cola team okay and on I was the back say, of so you your have, mm-hmm. t-shirt your you know you, they gave you a couple of t-shirts that you had to wear throughout camp yeah. so on your t-shirt you would have coca-cola um i think you were northrop grumman mine was northrop grumman i was so. i was morton thigh 
who ended up being the reason why the Challenger exploded. Oh, nice. So I have that fine memory of watching. So it's your fault is what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's not her fault, but she sponsored the guys who made it happen. Exactly. It's very. It was, there, no, I don't you know in this day and time, if you're associated with somebody who does something bad, then it's your fault. Fair. I, Fair. I felt a little canceled. Yeah, I there felt you go. a little with canceled. The, I saw the, Amy, this is her only shot at ever being on this episode. Yes. <laughs> we so, can know, we're going to have to put out a public statement uh, <laughs> disclaimer exactly. i'm hanging my head and trigger warning at the beginning of it you know <laughs> i will say there was someone from morton thigh call that tried really hard to say don't I launch know. the challenger. i was gonna say yeah. when you getting into that mm-hmm. if you want to go down the line of how many people were at fault oh yeah, oh, yeah. it starts at the top and works its way all the way to the bottom yeah and so yeah. i mean it just it is one of those things that could and should have been Stopped without absolutely, any but, but was, hey, that's a whole that's a whole other episode. episode. Yeah. We could do we could do we, an we episode about that. that so. We should go. We will do that episode. That is a very absolutely. seminal Gen X yes, moment in time. It's, believe it's me, definitely a touch so. point. So so anyway, they're going through the training on this. They start to kind of befriend one another. Kevin keeps trying so hard to get in uh, Catherine's pants. pants. It's not even funny. Oh, her jumpsuit. Her jumpsuit. Okay, her jumpsuit. Yeah. How about that? You find out that Rudy wants, wants to be the, uh, the the first guy to open. Was it a, a, a fast Rudy food T's. restaurant? Rudy T. Yeah, in space. space. Yeah. Yep, it's like exactly. some space. Some guy on the space internet or international yeah. space center is going to want a um, uh, Big Mac. He's going to get a Big Mac attack. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's an '80s reference you yeah, hear exactly. used, but. Um, you find out about that. I you wonder if you can have it your way in space. <laughs> Ask Kevin and Andy, uh, or Kevin and uh, I, was say, I, I can. I can. Uh, Inappropriate. <laughs> I'm sure if you go and look it up on the internet, you can find that. It's <laughs> well, is it rule rule thirty four. Oh it gosh, is? <laughs> something like that. I don't know, but um, so they're trying. You know, again, they're they're going through camp, and you have this the the same kind of camp experiences that you hear everybody else having. There's a lot of montages in this mm-hmm. movie. Uh, but one and, of the and really bad voiceovers. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, 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 that yeah, voiceover yeah. stood out like a sore thumb. Literally, like it just felt like it was just plopped down on top of everything. They didn't even try to mix it in. So well, and one of the things that you notice as they're going through this is because Catherine really wanted to be shuttle commander, um, but she was assigned pilot. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like Andy is really riding her hard mm-hmm. about and just that comes getting back, like, everything right. right. Um, there is a, a scene where they're on a simulator, um, and Amy, you'll have to help me out on this, the one with the three rings. The multi-axis The multi-axis trainer, trainer mm-hmm. thank you. Um, the whole purpose of this is to basically try to get control of something if you go into a flat spin. Right. And, <clears throat> and for those of us who have seen Top Gun, we know what happens yes, when you, you lose goose. Spin. That's exactly. what happens, you lose exactly. goose, you know. But... Um, you know, Catherine is trying and trying and trying and just cannot, same summer, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, cannot get it down. And finally, Andy stops her. And, you know, she said, you know, 10 more seconds that I had it. And it's like 10 more seconds. You've been dead. dead. Exactly. So, you know, they're really just stressing the whole idea of, you know, trying to make everything perfect for her. Well, um, while all this is going on. Max, our little buddy, mm-hmm. who has been in space camp multiple times, apparently, uh, f- talks about this particular robot that was supposed to have been sent up. Kevin bumps into it and discovers it. And it's, I can't remember the full name of Jinx. what it was called, yeah, I can't remember what but it they is, nicknamed yeah. it Jinx because it never worked. Right. They found out that once it goes it over was, a certain, What did they say was a $40 million uh, yeah, uh, trash compactor or, or no, it was because he, he was helping. He was, he was giving tools. I guess it was a handyman or whatever it was. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's a... Uh, but uh, basically, they found out that once it goes over a certain height, the thing just 
shuts right. down or whatever. Um, well, Max apparently has this quote unquote friendship with Jinx. Mm-hmm. So Jinx is very literal. Yes, very, very literal. Very literal. Uh, but uh, and not in the modern millennial way of you know where it actually means something that it doesn't. So yeah. <laughs> so in the traditional grammatical way, he's very literal. So there's a scene where Kevin is wanting to take Andy. To, I'm sorry, I keep saying Andy. Cape Tank Catherine to the the launch pad to actually see. I hey, guess it was Canaveral, or not Canaveral, but uh, uh, Columbia, wasn't it? Canaveral is the launch pad, the Cape. Right well, right. Cape which Canaveral. which shuttle was it? That they were whichever like, one they went up in it was Atlantis. It was Atlantis. It was okay. Atlantis yeah. is what they went up in. Yeah. Uh, but they wanted to see Atlantis, and so they they you know he buddies up to Max and said, "What's the easiest way to get there?" Now, one thing we haven't touched on is that I was going to say before you get into the, too far mm-hmm. down the road. If Kevin was trying to get with Andy, that'd be a whole different movie. That would definitely be a... <laughs> one, one is made for Disney, the other is made for Lifetime. Exactly. So, um, <laughs> or Pornhub. Exactly. You but guys one, can't see me shaking my head in disappointment. Oh, you can hear the eyes rolling on the other side of the table right now. But uh, one of the other things we do need to mention is that Max is a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, so many Star Wars references. so many references to Star so Wars on many. this thing through the movie. And they're just... They're that kind of like cringy reference where you hear like a six-year-old doing it and you're like you we know you don't know what you're talking about but we respect the idea so kevin's trying to persuade max to figure out the easiest way to get over to the launch pad and says well how would luke skywalker do it Mm -hmm. so he goes over and opens up his his little closet door thing and jinx pops out Tells him exactly how to get to the launch pad. Right. You know, spots out off the information. You know, of course, Tevin takes off and runs with it. Well, the guys in, that are still in the dorm are fascinated by the idea of Jinx. They think it's the coolest toy in the world, so they keep trying to, you know, get Jinx. Hey, come that over was here. Before. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah, and but yeah, he, he, basically causes him to short out. Right. right so. Right. He overloads and so Kevin goes and kidnaps Catherine, and they run over he to. Didn't actually kidnap. Okay, he, she, he, she went. He willingly. told her that he had cleared it. Yeah, which yeah, and of course exactly. Kevin driving the open top Jeep Wrangler. Love that Jeep Wrangler. I know. Man, Was is there ever a more eighties vehicle than an open top Jeep Wrangler? I tell you what, here lately because I used to have a Wrangler and I loved that vehicle. <laughs> that tells and me a lot. <laughs> I had I had it right up until just about a month and a half before my son was born. And it just is not was not conducive. It's not a, not a swagger vehicle. wagon. Yeah, it's just it not, is not a practical know, vehicle for anything. For, no, and especially mine because I didn't have a back seat in it. Yeah. So it was like there is no trapping the baby in the in the side, you know, or in the in the in time the to the roll you know. bar. Yeah. I think the police like bungee cords. So yeah. I just I wound up selling it. Of course, now I'm like, son of a bitch. I wish I had my Jeep. Oh back. yeah. <laughs> so they 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 go over there and they're they're just about to start making out when. Who rolls up but Zach and Andy discovering that they had snuck out of camp. Right. And because were, Jinx ratted them out. Yes. Yeah. And technically, if this was, if they were at the space They'd camp in Huntsville, out. Alabama, yeah. they would be three states away. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's, That'd that's be a big trouble. That's the man act, is what that right. is at that point. But, um, so they get, the, you know, they, they pull him back in and they agree to let him back into camp. And of course, there's the whole scene with Catherine and Andy saying, you've been hard on me since day one. Why? And, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, because I believe in you, I see so much in you, all that, you know, that, that inspirational right. crap that you she see. She sees a lot of movie. herself in, mm-hmm. in Catherine. Well, all right. So we go through all of that. 
the kids are picking or the other guys are picking on Max. Well, Max gets pissed off because when Kevin gets back, he's furious mm-hmm. that Jinx ratted him out. And he blames Max. And he blames Max yeah. about it and just says, you know, there's no Star Wars, there's no Empire, it's a movie. No force, there's no... Yeah, he's, he's basically just ripping this kid's childhood apart. Well, Max runs off to, you know, runs through the museum, which, by the way, we were never allowed to do that. Once the door <laughs> shut, the yeah, doors I were imagine. locked, we couldn't get out of the I damn imagine. thing. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, so he finds Jinx and he's sitting there talking about how he wishes he was in space, he wishes he was in space. And Jinx takes it upon himself to go and connect to the main computer systems. Which we're going to talk about. This. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some scenes in that. To try to we're f- two doors down from the dormitory. Right, yeah. right. I'm telling you, you know, geography was a great thing in this movie. So they're trying to, you know, Max is trying to figure out, excuse me, Jinx is trying to figure out how to get Max into space. And he's getting well, all of NASA's resources to try to figure out how this is off. He goes into the computer lab. Nothing's on. Mm-hmm. And so what does he do? He lifts he, his he neck. He lifts his neck up, and <laughs> lights come on around the, the outside of the shell that lifts up, and everything just powers magically up. powers and up and, and starts, you know. In 1985. Yeah. yeah, and he starts talking to the computer, and the computer talks back to him. Like, there's mm-hmm. actually, he's not, he's not connected to the computer. He's not using binary. He's not, nope. They're just talking to each other. It's, like, it's just <laughs> like two old friends. consult on this film? I don't know. It's a, yeah. Just like two old friends. Yeah. So... NASA, NASA works with Jinx to discover that there's something called a thermal curtain failure. Mm-hmm. And the way that that works is basically if the shut and one of the booster rockets, one of the booster rockets fires, they have one of two choices. If they can't shut it down, they either fire the other one and launch them up or it fires on its own and Very it makes an arc. Poor irony. Yeah. For the time. Yes. yes. I know. Yeah, the whole this, booster rocket. this was part of the reason why it was such a. Bomb well, in the movie, but it wasn't the booster rockets. It was the the thermal curve. thermal. Well, but no, I'm talking about with the Challenger. It was the actual the uh, it was solid rocket. The solid. Yeah. Well, but it wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't the, the, the white the two ones. The, it was, it was the, the one in the middle. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, the SRB. that had all the fuel in. It, yeah, basically, you know, the SRB. Yeah, but um, so they had found out that part of the the special thing that these kids got to do in space camp is they got to sit. In the actual shuttle, oh, it never happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not only would it never happen, it would never happen with plastic helmets. That's no, the part that no, killed me. This is just. But they oh allowed them to God. sit in the shuttle during a an engine test. Mm-hmm. So that's and after two of the team members were caught breaking curfew, yeah. this would especially never yeah. happened. <laughs> so they they put they they allow them to sit in this shuttle during mm-hmm. this test. Max. Does what he thinks he should, or, or Jinx does what he thinks he should do to help his buddy Max. Mm-hmm. They trigger the thermal curtain failure from NASA, which is only going to happen what, uh, Once every two point nine yeah, million exactly. years. Yes, the, yeah. the, the, I think ninety nine point nine percent. It was two point nine million yeah, years. It was crazy. Like, yeah, it was a. So they trigger it. NASA freaks out. The kids are freaking out because they don't know what the heck's going on. And all of a sudden, they, they make the decision to go ahead and launch the shuttle. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so they go through an actual shuttle launch right. with plastic helmets yes. on. Yes, I can't. I no spacesuits. No spacesuits. No pla- I know, yeah, just, plastic helmets. Well, on, you know. Second. You say no spacesuits, but I know back they in go. The with, 80s, I know they do. They would go they with the jumpsuits. I know. I know. They I know. were mm-hmm. just the you know fabric jumpsuits. Yeah, right. because the the cabin was pressurized. Yeah, and we get into that later on too. But oh man, there are so many problems. I know this, this space. thing holds just <laughs> everything about this. When you're watching it, you're like, 
that would have never nope, happened. Nope. So they launch these kids up into space. Everybody's freaking out about what's going on. They're trying to, you know, once they get them up, they're like, okay, well, now we need to figure out a plan of how to get them down. Mm-hmm. So because the shuttle was not ready for launch yet, this was just a engine test. They have limited resources on everything, including one radio, including oxygen, oxygen, Mm -hmm. including life support systems. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, they had all of the equipment on there. Yes, all of the. Supposed to leave the parking lot. Yeah, exactly. You know, still. (laughs) So I guarantee that NASA's protocol is their tests Mm -hmm. are like an actual launch, and so everything is ready. Exactly. I mean, that is. They're not going to let anybody put their butt in that thing. No. Unless no. even yeah, I, I mean yeah that that is a the liability. First off, of putting space campers in this thing mm-hmm. would never happen. But secondly, to put them in there and not have every safety safety precaution in place before they ever it set was the foot, 80s. I don't care. It was the this 80s. is and that that still just <laughs> if we can say anything at least at that point, NASA was probably the most um capable government organization that was around so they like to play some things a bit fast and loose yeah well checking the engine yeah that that whole bit you know was was a a little bit you know strange there so they they get them up there and they're like okay well we need to find the next window that you'll hear that if you watch the movie they talk a lot about windows i have i have <laughs> well, and basically, and Ellen has thoughts on that. And I have problems with all of this, being a kind of a space nerd myself. Yeah. So it's well, <laughs> the, the, and, and the window part of it is actually true. it is a, it is a real thing. It's basically where the 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 atmosphere is at the thinnest, to where it's correct the, the most ideal spot to try to re-enter the correct. atmosphere. Here's the problem. <clears throat> Before we get into that, okay. go for it. They have roughly twelve hours of oxygen. Okay. And they keep talking about, oh, they're not going to have enough time to get back around to the window. That right. is complete and utter BS. Yep. Because how many, seriously, in a minute, how many, or was it, it's like uh, in, it going at the, at the rate of speed that you're traveling once you're in orbit, mm-hmm. you circle the world how many times? Exactly. In an hour? They show sunrise and sunset, sunrise and sunset. I mean, it's one of those things we don't they have keep the talking about, oh, you're, <laughs> you're going 17,000 miles an hour. Well, the Earth is only a. 53,000 miles well, around. If, so it's, <laughs> if you ever needed a better representation of this, watch. That's if you believe the Earth is round. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, and if you ever they, they did not show the turtle in this. Exactly. So, I mean, that was... A, well, and if you ever or really need a, whole, a good know. representation of what, what it really is or the whole real situation and how fast you're moving, watch the movie The Right Stuff. I know. I know. You know, that I mean, whole it's just, scene where... Because it, as they're pointing stuff out, oh, look, there's yeah. the Swiss Alps. Oh, look, there's the blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, there's the those Great things are thousands of miles away from each other. Yep. So they figured there's no way that they're going to be able to make that. So they decide that they're going to go to a space station that's under construction. Daedalus. Yeah. Do you, do you know who Daedalus was, mm-hmm. by the way? Mm-hmm. Daedalus in Greek mythology was the one that oh, actually made the yes. labyrinth. Yeah, that's that right. The Minotaur. That's right. That's right. I, and I, I like, knew I recognized that name. I was like, why do they call it I mean, the, the fact that you're you're basically, you know, talk, you're, you're making a space station named after somebody that's designed to try okay. to confuse the hell let, out of people. Let me, ask, let me ask you this. Okay, so yep. like, I know by, of course, Skylab had fallen in the late 70s yes. somewhere. Mm-hmm. I know there was another, this was pre-ISS. Yes. Okay. I know there was another another one in between there but it wasn't Daedalus was it no okay, no Daedalus was, was made up just for yeah. this okay movie. that's what I thought but I, but I know that there was another and it's funny because you'll station. see like yeah. you know when they're doing run throughs on the um, uh, uh, 
previously in the movie when they're in the the museums and right, stuff, you'll right. see signs for Daedalus, yeah. and I'm like, okay, right. really? I didn't on. think it was. Okay, I was like, no, I was like, it's not yeah, a real. I thing. knew there was another one. It was kind of an intermediate. Yeah, well, they'd the had you know different multiple satellites and stuff yeah, up right. there, but the whole point was that Daedalus. You're thinking a mirror. Mirror. Space station mirror. Space, yeah. That's right. It was a mirror. So, right. um, but the whole point was that while Daedalus wasn't complete, it still had oxygen there. So yes. they're like, all right, we're going to go over to Daedalus. We're going to drop out of this atmosphere and we're going to go ahead and send, you know, send one of our guys over to, to right. get the liquid oxygen. Yeah. I love that. Oh my God. So. <laughs> oh, and the liquid oxygen. Mm-hmm. They only put it. On the inner compartments of this, rather than the outside where it's more accessible. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, (laughs) which it looks like more like a floating jungle gym. It's very much so. Very (laughs) much so. It it looks like the best set of like monkey bars slash. If you took, am I allowed to say monkey bars? That's fine. Absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Monkey bars and. uh, (laughs) Is that offensive to monkeys or something? I don't know. Monkey is out right now. So. Yeah, whatever. It's a, but uh, if you picture a, a jungle gym like monkey bars set up that and take like propane tanks and strap it to them, yeah, basically, you basically have dangerous. Yeah, so I'm a, pretty sure that's exactly how they ran that prop. Yeah, I also had I as rewatching this now because I have not seen this movie since probably the late '80s. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that they did not dock with Daedalus. They're just kind of well, it wasn't out there running their now, little uh, jetpacks. There, yeah. there was nothing to dock. That's well, just I, yeah, but there was still, nothing there. It's know? still one of those things where it's like, yeah, you can get in the same orbit with it, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be one for one on how fast you're going. No, with the, no, the whole because <laughs> you have this huge structure and then this much and you're smaller moving closer to it. Yes, it's, it's not like <laughs> the thing had brakes. You know? Exactly. <laughs> one of my that's one of my actual favorite like clips is when she turns around and looks at where the shuttle is compared yes. to like where she is, and it looks like it's. 3,000 football fields oh, in the worst green screen you've ever seen oh, in your the, entire the, the, life. The, 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 the outer space stuff oh, is terrible. Okay. Horrible. Um, My other favorite is mm-hmm. when they're getting Max ready to go to right, and help put him Andy, in the spacesuit. Yeah. And Tish has this belt that's around her tiny waist. Her tiny, 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 tiny waist. Might be, might be a 28 inch waist. You, yeah. might I, be. I would say Alan or Barry could probably fit both of their hands and oh, their uh, yeah. middle fingers mm-hmm. and thumbs would touch. Yes. And that would she be was tiny waist. Yeah. She's teeny tiny. <laughs> but this um, thing will cover all of him she three times. <laughs> Wraps all this, the way around. Yeah, she had this belt on. Oh, Tish, your belt. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Max comes out, I'm like, there is about five more yards of belts yes, wrapped yes, around Max is, that were ever around. And there able is. to secure, too. Right. So so anyway, Andy goes out on one of the little the limbs. I, I guess it's the limb. I don't know what those things are called. The little jetpacks. Uh, what do they call it? They, they, they called it something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. because of her, because her with the jetpack could not fit into their with to the, get um, it. I can't remember the name. Uh, uh, maneuvering uh, unit. Some uh, MNU. Yeah. They, something some, like yeah, that. Yeah. LMNOP. I don't yeah, know. I think that was MNU. They called it something. So Max gets on the RMS, which is the remote arm, right, to be able to get out to Rudy's running it. Yes, because Rudy's the best on the RMS. Which again, yeah, from what the the spatial aspect of mm-hmm. saw before, that arm would not wouldn't anywhere be close. near. <laughs> wouldn't even be close. So they they finally they they are able to get two canisters. Okay, first up. Oh, before, yep. oh, before yeah, we get yeah. to that. When Max goes out and yes. he's like, "Oh, this is so cool looking at the Earth," and then he looks 
over the side and sees the abyss of space mm-hmm. and decides, I don't want to do this. And so oh, he's freaking out. Yes. And Kevin does one of the greatest things yes. where he, he starts so doing Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. He's trying to calm everybody down, you know, to, to get in there. And Max is flipping out. Right. And it's without the missing MMU, man. MMU, that's what yeah. Maneuver, yeah. So and maneuvering unit. Kevin, in one of his few moments of being a decent human being, mm-hmm. goes over to the, the the speaker and turns it on and just goes, Luke. Use the false Luke. Mm-hmm. Stretch out your feet. Uh, yes. Just as the whole, you know, right. Obi-Wan Kenobi moment, Max instantly calms down, mm-hmm. straps himself in, and away we go. Yep. And if you've never said those lines into a box fan, true. Oh, yeah. you haven't been living well. Or life. you haven't seen the movie Tommy Boy. So, yeah. That has popped up so many times. Oh, yes. You know, in, in, a, in a post-Star Wars world, mm-hmm. <laughs> those lines are, are you know, that that movie has been quoted so many times. It's not even of funny. Course. So so anyway, so they get out there. They get two canisters. I remember this, and they're bringing them back. And of course, the whole time that this is going on, they're running out of air. Right. They're running out of oxygen. So it's dependent upon Rudy to tell them how to connect these canisters. Mm-hmm. And you know, if one goes right, then everything's good. If something goes wrong, basically, it's a container of liquid oxygen. It's a bomb. Right. Most kind of. For a shuttle mission, uh, I say people. Most astronauts train for a shuttle mission like up to a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had and they run least. these. Yeah, yeah, they run these. Uh, you know, scenarios and what would happen. But Rudy knew exactly where these cards were that would right. tell him yep. how to plug in the air. Um, I don't know if it was an envelope, you know, labeled. If you run out of air, you right. this. No, no, it had written on it MacGuffin. That's right, what it was. Right. So, well, um, you know, <laughs> even with this, the whole no, it's the blue one next to the yellow. No, no it's, it's the blue, blue next and to the, the green. Blah, 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 whatever, it's yeah. one of those things where you sit there and go, I know that NASA is far smarter mm-hmm. than then to make it that difficult. Yeah. To where like, oh, if you put it in this blue one, you're going to die. Yeah. I, I, I just. You, you know, would think that there would be better fail safes or better labeling. Yes, you know? exactly, exactly. Which shade of blue? Exactly. Yes, exactly. Because if you go back blue? and watch the scene, there's like three different ones know, that are different colors of blue. I know. It's but uh, so they f- they figure out how to hook up the first one, and everything hooks up fine, and it goes well. Right. <laughs> yeah, you get that that lovely gust of air as they come through. First off, mm-hmm. okay. All right, hit it. Why in the hell were the shuttle doors not closed before they did any of this stuff? Thank good you. question. We okay. Good question. <laughs> we, we, we discussed that. Yeah. I, I, again, so many problems yep. when they get to space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they, they, they get the first one hooked up. Everything's good. They go to hook up the second one, and Andy, something goes wrong, and it ignites the canister and shoots her across the, the, the bay. Right. And slams her up against the back of the, the the cargo bay, and she starts floating away into space. Okay. No, actually, she doesn't because mm-hmm. she's tethered. Max is the one that started floating away into space prior to this. Andy and got remember, her bells rung. Yeah. Yes. Remember, because he had the oxygen tank attached to him. Yeah. To take it back over because he didn't. He was supposed to get on the arm. He didn't have a the MMU. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Catherine, not Catherine. Andy. Andy. Jets across to go get him. Mm-hmm. Complete bullshit. Yep. Never okay. happened. Never <laughs> you don't happened. do that in the. You don't do no. that in the trunk. You nope. do not. You're all in the of trunk stuff, of the car. You all can't do of that. This stuff is just like, oh my god, that this. No. Uh, first off, Max would not have floated 
nope. as, as quickly as he did, for nope. one thing. Uh, and secondly, if he were floating as fast as they've shown him floating in the sailway, he'd still be she going. She would never have caught him, yeah. no matter what. So, so. And the immortal words of Marty McFly: "This is heavy." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is some heavy stuff. Yes, it this is. is. Some science stuff. In the mic, you got to stay this in the is mic. Some, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just in my feelings right now. Are you not? Are you not? <laughs> <laughs> I had such a bad joke. I'm not going to let say it so go. It's, <laughs> you just have to get used to the big black thing in your face. So it's <laughs> I have another picture I'll show you in a minute. Hey, I hey, do, hey, I, hey, hey, Again. <laughs> so, so anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> That's a question for Barry. Like, why did she have <laughs> Why is it so scary, Dad? Put why is ha- it big and black? <laughs> Put some hair on it. She'll be used to it. Oh, hey. my gosh. Stop. <laughs> So anyway, back me to too, me known. too, me too. You should have known. Hashtag me too. I am uncancelable at this point. Yeah. So it's <laughs> so we go through. You know, the, Andy gets knocked, basically knocked unconscious. She's out there floating. They send Max out to go get her right. again. Right. They finally get. He gets a hold of her and drags her back into the bay. NASA has taken over at this oh, point. Oh yeah, that's right. They've gone on autopilot. They've they, gone on they, autopilot because they're gonna. They kept. They're approaching their window. They right. know that they've got enough air in there, right. so they're gonna do it. At just before Max goes out to okay. get her, the doors start to Time shut. Out. Okay, so they don't have any kind of of the radio doesn't. The work. radio doesn't work. You know, and all this kind of stuff. How did they know? That the oxygen sensors were because I, the sensors actually still work. Okay, the radio That's, is one component. It does, but they still. Have I guess you're right because they because they because they do they're able to track when right. they change orbit and this and that. And, and also, and if everything. you watched, they could tell when everything went through because one of the 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 gauges at Mission Control instantly the oxygen level went all the way up to 100 right right so okay that, that I'll, I'll give them that one again let's go back to this radio thing okay <laughs> i feel like we're not giving tish her moment oh tish is amazing oh yeah in this, tish, okay tish for for playing the valley girl but we find out that she is smart she is smart is that she has she has a um a she photographic, has a photographic memory, memory. Yeah. but she also tested really high on her sat 800 800s. Yeah. and that was a whole like mm-hmm. they because it's one of those things early on that uh, Catherine had just kind of written her off as like, oh, she's you know, blah blah blah, blah. Bond, and then they start talking, and it's and she like quotes like all this stuff out of the book that she and, read. And, and can like, we Whoa. just take a moment here, since we're talking about Tish, was there a more stereotypical personification of Valley Girl, oh, no. you know, where? Than, oh, no. than Tish with the weird dangly earrings that maybe Sarah Jessica Parker in Flight of the Navigator. Okay, <laughs> they, they were close. That's, I, I'd make an argument either way. We've already that. talked about that one, but you know, we we definitely would make an argument either direction. But I still remember the scene when they first get up into space and everybody realizes that that's you know right. zero weightlessness and. Tish's earrings, earrings start going up. everywhere. Yes, I, yeah. know, I know. I know. I was like, it's a little thing, but yeah, it's it an important it, it thing. Makes perf- you know? It makes perfect sense that that would happen. Yeah. So while this is going on, uh, Tish gets the idea that, or they they discover that they can still read their all of their readouts mm-hmm. back at NASA. So she finds one little contain or one little uh, switch that she can turn on and off mm-hmm. and starts hitting Morse code. Right, because she read a book about it. Because she, yeah. she read a book on Morse code and and actually memorized it. Right. So, Which good on her because yeah. I, being not in the Boy Scouts, but being right. in a, what was called the Royal Rangers when I was a kid, it was a Assemblies of God. It was kind of like their their version of right. it, you know. Um, and we actually, I actually did 
you know, we did read, you know, read about mm-hmm. Morse code and it's part of you know whole deal. I couldn't tell you shit about no, it. No, I, I, mean, I think it I, is, I was like SOS man, is about the only yeah, thing I remember. No, so. so, but um, so back to back to our drama. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, so, back in space. <laughs> so Andy has floated out of the cargo bay. NASA is taking over the ship and starts to close the cargo bay doors. Mm-hmm. Well. There's a tether that's going on that Max is trying to pull her back in. If those cargo bay doors close, it's going to snap the tether and they're going to lose Andy. So they're making... Well, no, no, no. Andy's just going to be stuck outside. Well, they would lose her. One way or another. It's not snapping the tether. Yeah. Because that actually comes into play in this, which is another problem I have with this whole thing. (laughs) So they're trying to decide whether they want, you know, what they want to do. Do they want to, you know. Just to clarify, we all love this movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. (laughs) This is one, this is what led Amy and I to go to space camp. There you go. But, um, Kevin makes the executive decision through the process because Catherine is trying to decide, you know, whether to, to cut the connection to NASA or let them take over and just, end up writing Andy off as a loss and it's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Finally, Kevin just reaches over with two seconds left Mm -hmm. and flips the switch to kill the connection. Yeah. As a, you know, a flight commander, a flight commander would would. do exactly. So they open the doors back up. They pull Andy back in, they get her in, close the doors and there's, you know, Tish is over there still flipping on the, the switches on and off, trying to get them to recognize it. Well, NASA at this time is freaking out because they don't know what the hell's going on. They just lost that connection. They're they're convinced these kids are dead mm-hmm. at this point. They finally get Andy back in, and they know that she's hurt. She's mm-hmm. hurt bad. So they're trying to you know get everything organized and figure out some type of a game plan to get themselves home. Mm-hmm. Well, and help me out here, Amy. Was it Rudy? I, oh, 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 oh. oh, okay. He but pointed at me and shushed me. I did not shush you. Yeah, you did. You went. But in the movie, um, was it Rudy that came up with the White Sands idea? Well, no. They, um, yeah. He said he was. He thought he's like, hey, what? Didn't the shuttle have to play? And white. He said white. White planes. It's like that's in the middle of New York. But <laughs> then it was Kevin who was like, or no, or was it Catherine? That Catherine said, said white, white sands. You mean white sands? Yeah. You know, in eighty-two mission, you know, it's yep. yeah. So they're going through this, and they they've come up with a plan on that, and they're trying to figure out how to get this over to it. Well, Tish is still over there, just pounding on the keys to try to get them to respond, right. till finally Max is in there. Comes into the jinx. the the jinx. jinx excuse yeah, me, I know. I know jinx it's, comes, it's easy to get the yeah, confused. It's short like, names. Jinx comes in Both and <laughs> you know Tom Skerritt's character says, "What have you done?" Mm-hmm. Basically, he comes clean on everything and notices this one little light keeps flickering, right. and Matt and Jinx starts spotting off letters. Right. You know, S O S S O S. Finally, they recognize. They're talking to us. Right. They're responding. Right. So instantly, NASA starts seeing the signal back up to getting their stuff to start blinking. Right. To which... Do you remember their, her line? Tish's line? I don't. Off the top of my head. Whip me, beat me, take away my charge card. NASA's, NASA's talking. talking to us. I remember the take away my charge card, but I did not remember the, the first part of that. Just that deadpan, you know, big-eyed, spin-around... Okay, so sure. Maybe that's why she wore the belt. Okay, but we there don't you go. Know. Yeah, mm-hmm. kids movie. That's kids yeah. movie. That's <laughs> kids movie. Eighties kid movie. And it's like where there's all kinds of. Okay, before yes, Jinx, Jinx. Hours earlier, mm-hmm. Jinx is looking at what happened and said, "I have to help Max." And they show him leave the the computer center. 
Max hours later, he finally rolls in at just the right time. Kids movie. Kids movie. That's how connected he was. I mean, he had to get from Huntsville to Canaveral. Oh, yeah, I know, but still, I mean, but but by this movie's logic, he should have just rolled next door and everything was fine. I just have this image now, realizing that this was at Canaveral, they were in Huntsville. I know, I know. I have this image of Jinx going down like 65, you know. (laughs) But again, they're supposed to be in you know oh, in so, Texas so it's a, so they finally get the message over they they send the, the information back to Huntsville they send them the inf- or Huntsville now it's back Canaveral to Houston, yeah. back to uh no it's Canaveral it wasn't Houston it was at Canaveral's with, no it's uh, at Kennedy oh, the, they're at Kennedy they're, they're at Kennedy, Kennedy. they're sorry. in Houston yeah so um they uh they go through the whole thing and they get the message back over it and they give him when the window is right. for White Sands which is in six minutes mm-hmm. I remember that the longest six minutes in the history of cinema kind of like the hour at the end of Cloak and Dagger bingo <laughs> bingo <laughs> so they're going through all of this they finally get to you know everybody's secured down and mm-hmm. trying to go through the 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 process of entering the atmosphere again. Catherine is freaking out because they have to hold it at a certain thirty angle, degrees, thirty degree angle. Well, she, first off, they go into a dead spin. Oh, she that's has right. To get them out of it, and she recovers. And she recovers. Yes. And, and, but then they have to get it thirty degrees. That's mm-hmm. at least thirty degrees. That's that's the least they amount. Have to hold have to it at that angle, and she keeps freaking out and second guessing herself. So it drops and pitches and yaws and does all this yep. other stuff. And the whole scene of we're burning up, you know, in every single movie or TV show where somebody's coming in out of the Earth's atmosphere, they're always, always going to catch up. fire. Yeah, I know, I know. So they, which is not, not completely, completely inaccurate, inaccurate but, you know, but not accurate either. Right? You know, it's a. So they 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 get him through there, and of course the radio didn't work in the first place. But once they go into a certain blackout area, they get no response on anything. Right. And they have short, they do have radio. They just have short short range, range radio, basically so, inside the atmosphere. Yeah, is once you get goes, outside yeah. the atmosphere, you're you're it don't work. So once they get through, you know, it's that whole you know tense moment of everybody waiting for a response, waiting for a response. Right, right, and right. finally, this is Atlantis, and you yeah. see them come back in the big right. cheers. They all high five. They put them on autopilot. Yeah, they put it on autopilot and actually show BS. the land <laughs> and into the movie, which is complete BS. End scene, and you're like, what? Wait. Hold on. Yeah. How many lawsuits came out oh, after exactly. this? Oh, I was getting ready know? to say, yeah. No, 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 yeah. The, the, the actual interesting part of this movie happens after the, the credits roll. Yeah. <laughs> and NASA was never heard from again. Yeah, exactly. No one, everyone was fired. Every, I mean, just, oh. Uh, Catherine had never went back into space oh, no. because no, she no, was, no, I mean, no, yeah, no. she was, I mean, it just, I mean, there, there are so many issues. Max is still in jail. Yeah, so. I know. <laughs> Jinx was completely like he was. Oh, he was Jinx is a paper. He was right disassembled yeah. and completely just you know. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and again, we love this movie. Oh yeah, you know, and it's one of those things that kind of it's one of our else. favorites. I know yeah, where, where, you, where you look at something with adult eyes and you're like, oh wait a second. But yeah, everything in space as far as the um, the special effects go mm-hmm. is terrible. Oh, it's, I mean, it's even garbage. like you know they they did okay in the beginning with the weightlessness, but then there's a scene yeah. where Catherine like flips around or whatever, and it's horrible. You can green tell she's screen. on strings. It is I mean, horrible green sc- green screen of like you see you can see the outline well, around the, the her. The you know, scene, just, the whole scene with Daedalus. If you look real carefully, I mean, there are no stars in the sky. Space is not supposed to be backlit. Right. So, um, yeah, I, that was my big complaint on that as I'm looking at it going, okay, why does it look 
space is supposed to be black, not gray. Yes. Uh, you know, you can it, almost see the the green outline of everything. I was just like, oh, this the is only bad. time the only time we see anything in space other than the moon mm-hmm. or the Earth is is, when, is is well when they're on Daedalus, but when Max looks over the side, oh yeah. looks into the yeah, mist, yeah, and you yeah. can see like a nebula, uh, a nebula somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, but it's one of those where it's like. No, seriously. <laughs> there are stars yeah. everywhere. You may have seen a space. few. Yeah. I mean, this is the, you, you think you, know, you you go out in, in the night sky whenever you're outside the city and you see a ton. Just wait until you're outside of the atmosphere. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> anyway, All right, so, so a couple things in this movie. The reception. <laughs> well, production we've already kind of talked right, about. Right, right, right. You know, right. Amy mentioned early on that this was supposed to be five weeks and ended up being six months. I mean, it just everything right, about this right. thing just went south. Now, in all fairness, they had the production on this. Mm-hmm. All of this was done prior to the space shuttle. The yeah. special blowing up. So they were faced with that option. Do we shelve this? Do we get rid of this? And what do well, we do? You mentioned with it? ABC Studios. Yes. Made the movie. Mm-hmm. And they were going to capitalize on the whole teacher in space right. phenomenon yeah. of, yeah. a, of a civilian, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, going up in space. And Chris McAuliffe was supposed to be teaching lessons when she was up there. Right. Um, you know, there's a there was a lot of PR stuff going on. And so NASA wasn't necessarily hating on this movie either. Right. For it to get made. They let it be filmed. I mean, the Space Center in, in Huntsville is still government property. It's still yes. NASA. So they let the they they allowed the movie to be filmed and exteriors to be filmed on on site there so they weren't hating the movie either mm-hmm. you know they they yeah. knew this would be great pr for more civilian launches potentially and then the unimaginable happened yeah and here that movie was still in the can and it was like okay yeah mm-hmm. i mean it is and in a way i'm kind of glad they handled it the way that they handled it yes they took it on the chin you know, as far as financially, like I said, it didn't even make half of its budget back. Right. This movie just was destroyed by the critics. Um, I, I'm not even going to go into what Roger Ebert said about it. He just ripped it <laughs> well, to pieces. Um, but the interesting thing about this, though, is... If you ever want to know what I really think about Roger Ebert, <laughs> you can go and look it up on YouTube. Just Fine. go and look at the Siskel and Ebert review of, of the 1989 Batman. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Enough said. I mean, and, and I'm no great lover of that movie. Like, I understand it's got flaws and everything, but no. they ripped it to shreds oh, yeah. on there. So. Well, but the, the thing that I find so interesting about this movie is as much as it was hated, as much as it was technically considered a bomb, mm-hmm. you know, from a movie standpoint, Leah Thompson, as I said, has, has been kind of the front runner for this movie. She's really championed this movie a lot. And she has said on multiple occasions where she's had people that have come up to her that thanked her for making this movie that are now involved in the space Space program program. or are teachers or are scientists or, you know, just the the whole STEM element of it basically was founded around the basis for this movie. So, I mean, it's had a lot of good that's come out of this movie. And, uh, you know, it's even had uh, the, the, the birth of space camp, the, the, the actual camp itself. I mean, it went from, I think when Amy and I looked this up a while back, it was just maybe a few hundred people right. that did it in the first couple of years. And they honestly thought they were going to have to fold it. 
once this movie came out, it exploded. Right. Pardon the pun. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure it was after the yeah. another year after it like it hit home video because that's where yes. I saw it. Yeah. I didn't see it in the theater. Just you know? I mean they they opened up multiple camps in in Huntsville. They opened up one in Canaveral. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to say they had Canaveral one in Houston too. Closed. Yeah, they have eventually the closed that one. Now in Alabama. Yeah. But and it's not just space oriented too. They also had one that was uh, for STEM. The STEM, STEM one, but they also had the one for just for like uh, airline flights, uh, for air um, pilots ones, uh, yeah, like a military yeah. based one, right? Something challenge, yeah, air challenge. aviation challenge. That's it. Yeah, aviation. on a, a, a kind of related note, did mm-hmm. you guys see this week? Of course, when this airs, it'll be several weeks ago. But did you see this week where Alabama, where Huntsville, Alabama, was named the top? place to move to in the United States. Good. Let them move from Nashville. But yeah, I know. I, I kind of think the same thing, but you know, I have family that live down there and I'm oh, like, I love oh Huntsville. dude, hey, I do. I love Huntsville. Huntsville is on my short list of if I ever move away from yeah. Tennessee of places I would consider going. We should go to space camp. All yeah. of us. I'm, I'm down. I'm down. Hey, you know, I, I've never, right. I never went to space camp. Mm. I did. I have been through the space center. God knows how yes. many times I went, you know, <clears> we went, you know, Huntsville is roughly two hours from here. Mm-hmm. Give or take. And, you know, I remember in, I forget what year it was. I think it was in either third or fourth grade, you know, taking off down. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we drove, we got on the bus. We drove all the way down there. We went through it and everything. We had lunch and came back. drove all the way back. We had a lunch (laughs) that was um, shuttle-shaped nuggets. Yes, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shuttle-shaped nuggets and uh, shuttle-shaped fries. Um, astronaut ice cream. Yeah, I still love astronaut ice cream. Yeah, Still one of my favorite things ever. But then also going there... Again, because we had family. Okay, personal note on this. Mm-hmm. One. My uncle Jim mm-hmm. uh, graduated from Vanderbilt University here in Nashville in seventy. Anchor down. Go, yes. Go doors. Seventy six ish, I guess, somewhere okay. around in there. And immediately got a job. He went. He was in the engineering program. Immediately got a job, not working for NASA, but working for a company that was a subcontractor of NASA. There's a lot of them down there. That's yeah. That's, that's just it. as good. It, well, it's just yeah. NASA and the military. I mean, that's yeah. all. I mean, that's all. But well, here's the thing: mm-hmm. they actually worked on the booster rockets for the space shuttle. Ooh. I wonder if he worked for Thiokol. I don't, I don't know. Who he, I don't know who he worked <laughs> for then. I know who he worked for after that. You know? Right. But. But yeah, they worked on the on the booster rockets, and this is for the Columbia. You know, yeah. this is this is when it first when it first went in the air. Well, you know? so and the thing about and, and again, if you're in the South at all, and you have the opportunity to go to Huntsville, the Space and Rocket Center, go. Yes, it is absolutely. so much fun. Absolutely, it is so much fun, and you really get to see a lot of things that are are not just. NASA related, but they've got things now about SpaceX. Right. They've got, um, they still have the SR seventy one out there. Which well, did you guys realize that SpaceX turned twenty this year? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean, and Amy I think rolls her eyes over here. I know how she feels about Elon Musk. So yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's, my nostrils are flaring. I can feel it. Elon's going to save us all. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but well, he can park a rocket. <laughs> yeah, that that I will give him that. He can park a rocket. And hey, and they also can you know have a car that drives on its own so most of the time, <laughs> most of the time. but the if you've ever watched silicon valley that is not oh i know i know, I know. Well, it's, like, it's trapped in that container exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and on, a, on a kind of a personal note one of the, the the first little getaways that amy and i took together was to go back to huntsville right. and to actually go to the space and rocket center and it it's a lot different and honestly mm-hmm. 
It was during the pandemic. Yes. It was mask time. There weren't a lot of people. Yeah. Um, Which I can imagine is wonderful. Oh, it was, it was really nice. <laughs> it was super nice because there wasn't a lot of wait time you right. know, to walk between things. But we pulled up in the parking lot and both of us just looked at each other and we had tears yeah. streaming down yeah. our face. I mean, we're like, it's we're back. You we know, see the habitat. Yeah. You know, one the, of the things that I thought was so cool about the Space Center, mm-hmm. it probably would have been around this time, was whenever they opened the um, the IMAX. Yes. You know, the they call it the Space Dome or whatever yeah, it yes. was. Uh, and that was really cool because they had, what was it, uh, they had they had a movie about the Space Shuttle. Yeah. The Dream is Alive. The Dream is the Alive. Dream is and alive. then there was another one. Narrated was, by um, Mr. Cronkite. Yes, it yep. was Walter, yeah, Walter Cronkite. Cronkite. And then if what you've was never the other seen one? that. Were, there, were two of, there was two of them they, they would play. I, the other, and it, the other one was space related as and well. it was but, Mission something. Yeah, I forget what, but The Dream is Alive was amazing. Yeah. If you to watch. you can catch it on I think Netflix even has it. Probably it's still not um, one, the same, one of the though. streaming yeah. services has the, it. But if you have never seen it dude, in IMAX, man, it's it's, so, it's something to behold. There's no I remember that the 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 footage they had of Columbia launching mm-hmm. and it's from the ground level. Yeah. And as it's going up, and you can see it, and it's doing, you know, it's doing its whole movie. You see across. the tiles and stuff coming and off. And that's of it. no, but yeah. I'm talking about even before we get to that point, where it's still at ground level, and mm-hmm. all of the exhaust, all the the the, the uh, smoke. You mm-hmm. see the birds flying, and it's away. one of those things where the smoke fills the entire yep. screen, except for just one little up in the corner, and yep. you can see the space shuttle going. I remember. I that. remember that, and just being like, that is this is a amazing yeah. <laughs> as, a, as a as a young teenager you know so. i work in technology <laughs> mm-hmm. i've had the opportunity to use vr uh in in different instances and every single time i've used vr mm-hmm. i've had to excuse myself to throw up yeah but that was a latency, imax oh. imax is a different experience mm-hmm. and it's worth it i oh, mean yeah. It's not a you know I I think I saw a friend saw a Marvel movie on there where like I have um, to the, whatever the theater yeah. by us at Opry Mills yeah. has like the chairs that like blow smoke and oh the forty forty x or whatever yeah. it is yeah whatever yep. I don't care about any that's that shit. not what no. that's not what this is about no. but it's just about the nineteen eighties experience and the, thing the other thing True. with it is it like the IMAX theaters that you go to over here anywhere that has it you know it's a huge screen, yes, mm-hmm. and it's probably you know the, the stadium, you know where it's the stadium seating, you know. Right. Well, and that's, that's but yeah. the difference is is the one down there is it is a dome. Yep, and it's a ver- almost a vertical. <laughs> yes, seating it is, and it's, so it's really cool. Of like you are surrounded by screen, and you're looking straight, straight up into yeah, it. That, yeah, and that's, that I think, the, and and a lot of the the IMAX, the original IMAX, right. is when they did that, that was the idea is that the, all the seats were just at such a steep right. angle. I remember right. that vividly. I do too. Having to like hold on to things to climb up just to I find know. a seat. I know, you know? I know. And it's so I'll, I'll, t- I'll share a little um, personal note. I am a cancer survivor and I had to go through a lot of scans, mm-hmm. MRI, CTs. And w- one of the scans I had to do, it was like you were in a Pringles can and someone was hammering on it for a good 30 minutes. It it was so, uh, I think it was a CT it was a scan. CT, okay. Um, yeah, that's about. I've been through, not for the same reason, but I've been through both of those in recent years. They're and not I, I fun. Get, no, they're not in the slightest. Not fun. I understand why people like that open MRI that's available now, but mm-hmm. the CT, and I kept telling myself, um, you know, I was in my 30s at the time, you could still be an astronaut if you can get through this. Mm-hmm. Like, you wanted to be an astronaut, <laughs> lay still. I know. Lay still, lay still. That was my whole, like, psyche. That was my mentality. And I wanted that so much when I was a kid mm-hmm. that. Even when I was in my 20s, you know, and I became a, a parent, it was like, all right, well, probably can't do that now. Mm-hmm. 
but I sure can like pretend and play and have those moments mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that, and that's why I would want to go back to space camp and, and just have the experience again. hundred percent. Right. would love to go back and do it. Well, but yeah, that MR CT scan, um, I even laughed at myself when I got out and the nurse was like, Are you okay? Something funny. And I was like, nah, just, you know, get myself through the oh, yeah. moment. Oh, and it yeah. was a long time I was in well, there. Well, it's very mm -hmm. much, especially with that, and also looking at, you know, it reminds me of Space Oddity by David Bowie, you know. Yeah, hey, I'm floating in a tin can. You yep. know, it's yep. all this. <laughs> so, yeah, I get that. You know what's the other thing that's really fun or, or weird to think about is that Space Shuttle Columbia went up in 182. Mm -hmm. So we're 40 years out from that now. 40 years. And I remember watching that on television at school. I was in second grade when it happened and being like, wow, this is the coolest thing. And then later on when it came back, watching it land, mm -hmm. you know, those were like the coolest things I had ever seen. Because, again, we grew up in a time when the space race was 20 years past us. You right. Know? And that was something we heard about, but we didn't really – there there were – you. It was it was old hat by that point. It's right. like the, you didn't see a lot of rocket launches and stuff. So this was something for us that was really cool. Like yeah. you know, we get to see the next generation of this. Well, the and, whole shuttle thing in general. Right. I mean, I still remember the first time that I went to to space camp and got to see Pathfinder, mm -hmm. and I was just blown away. Now, for those of you that don't know what that is, in U.S. Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, they have a mock up, a one to one scale model of. The space shuttle, right. complete with SRBs and everything else on it, it's mounted. It's called Pathfinder. The reason why it was created was so that they could use this for um, the transportation yes. of the actual shuttle to make sure it could get like around buildings right, and you know, things right. like that, but also check the weight when they're taking it up and putting it down on, was it a 747 that they mounted yes. it on? I remember having that model when I was a kid yeah. of the 747. Oh, I totally the, did it. Yeah. The same with, thing. Yeah, with but, the space shuttle on the back. But there, I, I knew... The, and they also did tests with that where they would oh, yeah. release it to have it basically glide back in. Yeah. You know, that was so... But I remember knowing then... We're I'll totally probably nerding out. I know. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'll probably never, ever, ever get a chance to see an actual space shuttle in right. person. But seeing Pathfinder... Well, we'll never see, seeing, uh, you know, Columbia yeah. or, uh, or Discovery. Discovery, you know, yeah. Or not, excuse me, uh, uh, Challenger, either yeah. one. Maybe. But, so. you know, they, they've... Just something about seeing the magnitude and how big it was. Right. Compared to, like, one of the Saturn V rockets, which... It's big. Don't well, get me yeah, wrong. It is. But whereas Saturn V is they're essentially tall. They're, they're tall. tall and skinny. That's the big thing. They're very yeah. tall and skinny yeah. comparatively. Whereas the space shuttle was like this big. It was like a bus. Yeah. I mean, it's the only way I can say it is it was like a bus compared to you know a Formula One car. Right. So. Right. When when we um, that was a little tongue tied. When we were in Atlanta recently, yep. and there was a museum that actually had pieces of the Challenger. The nose cone. Um, oh, they did. Mm -hmm. Displayed respectively. Right. But he said, do you want to go see it? And I said, no, yeah, I can't. I, just, I can't. I just, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, you know, that was, so many people have that story of, Oh, we were watching it when it happened. Yeah, I now, wasn't at that school was that day. That was our Kennedy assassination. I yeah, think. that was, that was our whole, generation. I was I wasn't at school that day. I was out sick, and so it was one of those things that le like I was flipping through the channels. Yeah. in the afternoon or whatever, and like it was all over the place. Well, you know? and I still and that was and that was a whole like CNN. Yeah. was wall to wall of this. And well, not just over CNN, over but over local over and over. local channels were doing it too. I know. And I still remember going to, uh, I had never been to Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. until about 
four or five years ago where I went with my nephew for his school trip. And of mm-hmm. course we went to Arlington cemetery right. and, you know, saw all kinds of different, you know, John F. Kennedy's and the, the, you know, the, the presidents and the, the famous people that are through it. But the one moment that I had that I just started bawling like a baby, they have the memorial to the challenger right. and to Columbia and right. they're right side by side one another. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it was such a special moment for me to think that, these were not military people. Right. These were not presidents. These were not senators. These were not anybody. That's these somewhere. were, yeah. You know, they, they, well, they, they may have had a military background, granted, right. but pilots usually to you know. be in Arlington Cemetery and celebrated in Arlington when John F. Kennedy's grave is like ten feet from you. I mean, that's. It was just a very special moment for me to see how that's still revered to I this know day. That in the Space and Rocket Center, they have yes. They have all of them at, up there. Yeah, is you know as people. Oh, they've got flew. some. Yeah, I mean they've got uh, so many cool little things about that. I mean they have an entire mock-up of Von Braun's um, uh, office, right? To see where he was constructing these things back in the fifties, and kind of going from there. Um, they still had the the oh, what was the name of the monkey? The first oh, monkey, Miss Baker. Miss Baker. Baker. Yeah, yeah, she lived out her life in. Yep. Huntsville, and yep. they have a plaque for her. And There's a really good documentary on. I know this one's on Netflix, and I yep. believe this was one that Blumhouse did for Netflix. Yes, about, about the monkey. The Challenger yes. Oh, okay. Are they, well, they have the one about the monkey. There's the one about the monkey, like yeah. about oh. all the, the 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 primates that they are the Ham animals that they use. Miss yeah. Baker. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the Challenger. That shows how much of a nerd I am that I could pull Ms. Baker out. <laughs> right. I'm impressed. I am impressed. There's, a, there's an actual, um, just circling back to Ms. Baker, there's an actual um, plaque out, r- kind of right out in front of where the, right the by dorms a tree. are. Right, yeah. Um, like between the, the actual like rocket area and the, the dorms, and it's a, a plaque with a bronze monkey yeah. to the to the not a brass that monkey, the monkey. <laughs> that, fun, yeah. just, you know, that funky monkey that's where All I right. dwell <laughs> but I, I think on that, that note yeah. <laughs> well real quick before, oh no Mary's got some before we wrap up there's a couple other notes I wanted to bring up you know I always say it what's the easiest way in the world to kill a memory go make, back and rewatch it make a remake <laughs> oh are they talking about it seriously? In January 2020, there was the starts from 20th Century Fox was actually talking about making a remake. Now, and Disney, I thought okay for a moment. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. is it cake? Yeah. Mr. Saturday Night Live, Mikey Day is supposed to be writing the script. Mm-hmm. And then it just, I'm going to use this analogy, crash and burn mm-hmm. in, my, in my mind. No. It just, it's, it was, and nothing against Mikey Day, I just... I don't want him writing my, my well, you know, shuttle again, memories. Well, you know, it goes back to, and we talked about it so much about how, and I understand there were some mitigating circumstances, but this was not a successful movie. No, it was a bomb. So why do you want to remake a bomb? You know, that... Because of the impact that it had on everyone I get after that. the fact. You know, um, and it's it's such a cultural icon now that you say be, Space Camp, and people don't think of Huntsville, they think of the movie. Let's, let's be honest, though. If you remake this, all you're going to do is really codify for a lot of young Chinese people to become astronauts. Uh, and well, the reason okay. why I say that is yeah. because in a recent poll with, that, that, that was done of mm-hmm. different, like, of American kids, you know, what do they want to grow up to be? Most of them want, they want to grow up to be famous. That's, yeah. like, their whole thing. Yeah. Of Chinese kids, they want to grow up to be astronauts. Well, the funny thing, on the, you know, on the original script on this, the book and the original script, 
they had a totally different ending on this. It was supposed to be a group of Russian kids that got launched up to go save them and bring them back. Oh, really? You in 86, in the middle of the Cold War. you see where that got scrapped. Yeah, the middle of the Cold War, yeah. But uh, a couple, couple <laughs> of quick... Not the Yeah. A yeah. couple of quick notes here before we wrap up. Um, Although I will say that the uh, the Russian astronaut in uh, that's in the space station in... Um, um, Armageddon is the best part of that movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russian and America, it doesn't matter. They're all made, made in Taiwan. Taiwan. <laughs> so um, did you catch the little hidden message when Max was talking to NASA? That's what was showing up on the screen. Uh, when Max was talking to NASA? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about uh, when, when Jinx was talking to, to NASA and they were having that interaction? They're really good at finding these like hidden messages. I saw, I remember Easter seeing some. Well, yeah. Go ahead. I was, yeah. They talked about Ed Grimley. Oh, really? No, it I was, did not It was a comment on Ed Gridley, and it finished completely. up saying, I must say. Oh, I was I like, that yes. Okay, so um, real quick on this. Uh, one of the other big things that inspired or promoted um, Space Camp mm-hmm. in Huntsville was somebody's, Double Dare. Somebody's phone is... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Double Dare. Okay. Used to give away. Oh yeah, space camp. Space yeah, camp. that's right. I that do remember that. That was one of the prizes. Was yeah. you go to space camp. You got yeah, to we were watching that again with Ellie. Um, double dare. It's oh, it's awesome, dude. Go back and watch them just to watch the I prizes. Know, I know. And that's what we would always get excited. Like, please win space camp. Please win. Yeah. <laughs> or they the Bushnell like um, the binoculars or binoculars the, the and telescope. the telescope. Right. Oh, I had a telescope. I had I had a nice uh, Jason telescope. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the standard for like what you could pick up. I used to look at the moon all the time. And the early Reeboks. The Reeboks that they would give them to wear and stuff. It was just, oh, God. All right. Go watch The Orange Years. Yes. (laughs) That's all I can say. That is such a great documentary. And and finally, so Space Camp actually had some pretty damn famous alumni. Okay. All right. Chelsea Clinton. Okay. Amy Carter. So President's daughter. Karina Gore. (laughs) Charlize Theron. Really? Are all... Uh, alumna of Space Camp. Those okay. are names you know. Here's well, you know, other names she was the astronaut's out. wife. So mm, I mean, true. <laughs> Christina Koch, Kate Robbins, and uh, Samantha Christopher, I think it's how it's pronounced. They're all Space Camp alumni that have actually spent time on the space station. Oh, cool. So those are some real astronauts that we need to give a shout out to. That And the most famous two alumna of of space camp is the infamous amy and myself so well, there you go you know if most famous for this podcast absolutely in this room <laughs> probably in this neighborhood yeah, like, honestly we could, we could. oh wait a second i never told you i was shuttle commander on my team oh were you well, shuttle commander you on oh. my what was your uh letter oh i was a uh a mission specialist missile specialist basically it was my job to sit in the you didn't want Space Camp, Barry. No. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't want Space Camp. <laughs> all right. So, before this escalates anymore, <laughs> go and check out all of our show notes. Uh, there will be links to um, social our, our social media. We can put, you know, if, if the infamous Amy wants to, uh, to be hounded, we can uh, <laughs> put all of hers in there as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, We're going back. Absolutely. Going back. And, uh, yeah, and matter of fact, I'll, I'll even drop a link in here for Space Camp you know, for registration and all that stuff, just in case, you know? Awesome. And, uh, but yeah, we're going to, uh, close out this episode of retro summer 2022. And next week we're going to come back with, uh, another really cool movie. Oh yeah. Uh, and oh, yeah. 
Um, and we might even get the infamous Amy we to might. come back on. I don't know. <laughs> Gee, I wonder if we're go- if she's going to be here for this next. I one. don't I can know. Never imagine. <laughs> I've actually had a few adventures in babysitting. So there you go. Shameless plug. <laughs> so guys, I am Alan Smith. I am Barry. I'm his fiance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she didn't even go infamous Amy on this one. <laughs> or as she is in the Discord, the fiance. The fiance, yes. I love that. And then I was told, what are you going to do when you marry him? Because you can't change your name. As, well, actually, you can. I you tried. Can. It won't let me do it. I, then she becomes we'll the financee. The financee. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't far <laughs> off either. There we go. So, guys, thank you so much. We'll see you next time. All right. <laughs>